Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. She doesn't even go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi, so. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're Late, Late to the Party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends mentally doing a triple axle in 1994. Woo! Get crazy. Get, Get wild. wild. <laughs> uh, that should be our theme song. It should. Yeah, can we borrow that? <laughs> yeah. How much would that cost? The rights for LMFAO, like the 15 seconds Jersey either, Shore theme. Either way too much or not as much as it's worth. I feel yeah. like there's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, before we get on today's topic, though, can we address, we need to address some things. Yes. Which I feel like this is like really exciting because it's the first time on the pod that we're able to be like, we actually have podcast news. I know. Ooh. Podcast news. Boop, 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 boop. Get crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have news? Let's podcast, baby. Um. Let's address the elephant in the room first. Yes. So, Brie and I have already recorded this episode. <laughs> oh, that elephant. I'm sorry. I didn't know we were going to go there. I was like, oh, let's forget about that. Well, <laughs> well, just, you know, yeah, it's kind of hard to ignore for us. Totally. We had the most Mercury retrograde moment that i feel like all podcasters go through but we've never gone through before no it was our moment this time i feel like also the last couple of retrogrades i didn't even feel them i felt like things were up for me in the retrogrades like for sure i mean like i was so ready to be like i don't believe in that right like now that it's been appropriated and they're like mercury's in gatorade but this one was so in deep in the gatorade it took a toll so we recorded one this of our episode. best episodes, too. I thought we did so good. The best. And it's also like, so we had such a great episode the other day where I felt after recording that we hit our peak. Like, this was the best we did. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, this was our like magnum opus. This was our all too well <laughs> 10 minute version, you know? Yeah. And so anyways... That episode did not have audio. It was just us, like just the video and nothing else. It was us for an hour and a half having the best time of our lives on cloud nine, just writing this podcast high. I really wanted to save it. I was like, oh man, maybe there's a way we can dub over our own voices. Like, do we remember what we said? It's like that video of um, uh, Troy Bolton doing bet on it in High School Musical 2, but it's like with the real sound. Uh-huh. Yeah, we could have done that. That would have taken more work, though. So here we are re-recording. It's true. Yeah, we're here. We're back. And we're back with with a makeover. Yeah, we have new podcast artwork. We're rebranding. We so. do. So thank you, Herdat Media. Yeah, but thank you. We love a makeover moment. I feel like our new artwork is a little more reflective of the direction we're going. It's yeah. a little... 
It's like Mean Girls Burn Book yeah. meets Olivia Rodrigo's Sour slash Guts promo. Mm-hmm. But you know. No, I love it. I do too. So, yeah, and I love a good makeover. Same. Yeah. We're like Mia Thermopolis. <laughs> for sure. Our Mia moment, our Gracie Hart Miss Congeniality moment. Mm-hmm. Even though with the recording that like we didn't do audio, I feel like it was very She's All That, where we got this like brand new artwork and we were like really like we went from artsy, like art nerd Rachel Lee Cook mm. into Rachel Lee Cook going down the steps in the red dress to kiss me by suspense on the richer. And then our retrograde <laughs> moment. The universe said, <laughs> not yet. Well, you know, our, yeah, the universe literally gave us the, when she falls down the steps <laughs> into Freddie Prince Jr.'s arms. Like, that's us. Yeah, that was exactly how it went. <laughs> For sure. But we're back, baby. Yeah, we're back. And I'm excited to, to talk about I, Tanya. Yes. Today we are talking about the 2017 film starring Margot Robbie and Allison Janney. Yeah. I, Tanya. But before we do, we have a new segment. I know the influence, I know the impact, and I know the vibes. There's been so much pop culture news. Yes. News for the ages. I feel like, um, whatever, there's dogs. Yeah. Sorry about that. Those dogs are going off because they're excited. They're really excited. They're excited about our new like segment and our makeover. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you listened to the new Olivia Rodrigo album, Guts? Yes. And I love it. It is, I want to say it's better than her first album even. A hundred percent. So good. I love pretty much every song. Um, I have a few favorites, but like. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so good. Oh, I love, I feel like Olivia Rodrigo's new album is very, is very late to the party coded. Yes. Like, I, I love the fact that, you know, she's you know, Gen Z, yeah. but she's so, like, she has such a reverence and a love for, like, the 90s and early 2000s. Like, I love the Bad Idea, right, music video where she looks literally like Liv Tyler in Empire Records. Love it. And I see her influences from the 90s. Like, All American Bitch is my favorite song off the album. Yes. And it totally sounds like, it sounds like hands clean a little bit from Alanis Morissette. Right. Is that the one where she also kind of nods to Alanis Morissette? Or is that a different video? There's one where she's like clones oh, of herself. What oh, that? uh, that's Get Him Back. Oh, yeah, Get Him Back. Which is another fave. Yeah. Where she does the verses kind of like a Beck song. Yes. I love it. I love her like talk singing situation. I love and- it too. It's a little Avril Lavigne too. Like I get all of her references. Like I'm like, I see you, girl. Like this is... She's just the moment. Yeah, she's so cool. I feel like also the music is like, like her sound is so different, but it really works. Like it's kind of nostalgic, but it's still its own thing. I love it so much. I feel like this album has virtually no skips. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but what are your favorites? Okay, so, well, that idea, I do enjoy that song. I feel like I've heard that one a lot, but um, but it's so good. Like that's... The moment I heard that song, I'm like, that's the song. Like, that's the single. I really like... No, for sure. Um, I really like All American Bitch. I like... Uh, let's see. Love is Embarrassing. It's a good one. I even like Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. I do too. Oh my God. When she talks about like loving all the gay guys and being really socially awkward, I, I feel that in my core. Yeah. What about you? What are your faves? All American Bitch. I love Get Him Back. 
I, um, yeah, get him back's my favorite. Get him back. For sure. Bad idea, right? Mm. I even like Vampire. Yeah. It's grown on me for sure. Did you see the performance of the VMAs? Yes. What was going on with that? Her set kind of falling apart? That's totally intentional. Yeah. It's was so it? cool. It was. Right. Why were people saying, were people saying it wasn't? Like, I is think, it? I think people were like really bothered by selena gomez's reactions to a lot of things in particular that performance which it's like not news news like people focused on the wrong thing yeah but i mean olivia rodrigo she started out on disney channel so i feel like she's a really like she's an actress who's a pretty good actress too yeah but it made me think of like early 2000s vmas Yes. Like when it was an actual performance. Like I loved her singing Vampire and the set just falling apart and like causing some chaos and then her coming back out with Get Him Back. I love that. It was a sleigh. So much fun. You know, speaking of the VMAs, I really enjoyed Taylor Swift's reactions to everything and just her like straight vibing and singing along. Like when they cut to her, I don't know. I think that was really fun. I thought it was so funny. Like it it's kind of like it brought me back to you know a couple years ago like 1989 era taylor swift where she was always like in the front row of these award shows just like dancing oh oh my is this how i act when i've had a few drinks in me like i know i don't have rhythm is this this yeah that was you at the club basically but you were getting it she's with ice spice too and i love um i've loved seeing the memes of taylor swift just like dancing to everything and like when nsync announced their like comeback essentially mm. ice spice is like who are they like i don't care <laughs> are and they? taylor swift is like having a millennial like <laughs> meltdown you know she's like oh my god i can't believe you guys are right there and i'm right here <laughs> which how do you feel about nsync coming back I don't, I feel bad that I don't feel the same way as Taylor. I, I mean, if you asked me years ago, like maybe 10 years ago, I might feel differently. But now I'm like, eh, I'm like, they're all, like, they're, they're like, I love them. And, but I want to like live in the moment. Like, I wish I could take a time machine and go back to like early 2000s, like peak you know, like 1999 in sync. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do feel like JC Chazé deserves his reparations of sorts. Like, I feel like justice for JC mm-hmm. because he is the superior talent in in sync. Yeah, he does carry it. Like, forget about Justin Timberlake. It's all about JC even yeah. now. So I want with their comeback, like a JC renaissance. Yeah. But... I don't know, like, didn't they present an award or something in 2013 at the VMAs? Like, I feel like before Justin Timberlake's downfall and the whole yeah. Free Britney thing, I think I that would have been the moment. That would have been the moment. And I think I would have been more excited. But yeah. Eh. What I really want to know, is Joey Fatone going to be in My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3? Yes. That's, 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 that's the real news. That's the real, yeah. <laughs> I know. I agree. we got to know. Yes. <sighs> I mean, you know what? If they come back and they're like slay like backstreet boys still really good yeah they need they need to do the choreography yes if you have okay here's the thing if you are like a group and you're known even say britney spears or someone like who's known for their choreography you know shakira have you seen shakira in concert like i mean not maybe yeah not not personally but like videos of her yes like going off yes with her hips well they don't lie no they don't but you know what i mean like if you're a performance kind of based artist you're not just up there singing no you have to 
you have put to on a show. put on a show yeah well also like like i know we're like five years younger than taylor swift so we don't have as much millennial like reverence for nsync right we weren't like really crushing on them when yeah, we were no. like five. we were like the jonas brother that but the jonas brothers comeback didn't even do anything for me it didn't so. do anything for me either except those clips of joe or not joe jonas nick jonas singing um the red dress part and burning up that's like the only thing i care about red dress, red dress. <laughs> yeah. but in sync well you know what if i want to see in sync like relive their moment and like come back together i want full bye 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 choreo that's right like, that's yeah. iconic you gotta like yeah if the choreo is there i'll be there but if it's okay. not there i won't be there well i loved their cost costumes like what they wore to the vmas it was like interestingly pastel suits really Wait. like a little oversized pastel suits it was very interesting also oh my god brie last night i laughed myself into tears really because okay so the talking heads have this new like documentary movie out and i was watching a tiktok of david byrne and you know like the big oversized suit mm. you know singing like I don't, you know, one of the talking head songs and, you know, doing like the little chicken legs that David Byrne does. Yeah. And I was like, what is, well, one, why am I slightly attracted to this? And also two, what does this remind me of? It reminds me of Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer. Oh. And the fact that no one made the connection during the memes of two months ago. Tell me this is not the same vibes. Oh my God. Wait, I think I see what you mean. Like with the giant shoulder pads like this. Yes, like, <laughs> like he looks like he looks like the go-go gadget McDonald's toy. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But no, he does. It's those shoulders. Oh, man. I, but I like had my Brie. I was rolling to myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that jacket is something else. Oh, I love it. Um, what were we even talking about? I don't about? know. I know. I feel like I've really... We talked a lot about NSYNC, but I feel like both of us do not care about the NSYNC reunion Yeah, at all. not really. It's okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that Taylor's excited, you know? Same. I loved I loved her, like, dancing. Yeah. I loved when she's, like, feeling herself, but it's so cringe. I love when... <laughs> I was gonna say, when she's singing a Millie... <laughs> No judgment, because I know that's how I act as well. So yeah, same. No, yeah. <laughs> if a Millie comes on, that's like us. Up any the club. love song? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes either one of us is Ice Spice and either one of us is Taylor Swift. Yeah, just depends. Yeah. Uh, anything else in pop culture news? I feel like Fashion Week kind of came and went. Mm. The only thing that I really cared about Fashion Week wise is Julia Fox. Yes. I know I saw that with her, like like the wedding number. Or is that what you're talking about? Or is there a different um, look? Just her in general. I feel like every time I've, I have I saw her prancing about New York yeah. during Fashion Week, I was just living for it. I just love her prancing. <laughs> I do too. Anything she does, like she breathes and I'm like, yes, queen. But you know what else I've also been loving? What? Jenna Lyons on Roni. She seems really cool. I don't know. She's so funny. She's like, I've never been on a girl's trip. I feel her in my core. I also like, I don't care about the housewives. Yeah, I'm same. But I've invested in Jenna Lyons being a disruptor. <laughs> yeah, she's not on the same level. 
Definitely not. It's also interesting trying to explain. Like, I've been trying to explain Jenna Lyons to people who are just like Housewives fans. And I'm like, but no, she's like, she was the creative director of J. Crew. Like, she reinvented J. Crew and how, like, a lot of modern, like, the way we look at retail. I don't know. I'm like, you don't know her influence, which I love, like, like when she throws like a party or whatever that's like got a theme like for what people have to wear she includes khaki as one of like part of the dress code and they're like wait a minute you don't still work at j crew but it's just funny to me that she's like khaki isn't essential oh yeah she yeah i don't know her reverence for khaki just gets me i love her um thick framed glasses yeah no it's a vibe she wears them well no, I love it. It's like also her signature. I love like when someone has like a signature item, especially when they're a little older. Yes. What's your signature item going to be? Gosh, I don't know. A signature item. Maybe it'll be a scrunchie. I don't know. Or like a clip. Like I was for a while getting into hair clips, but I, I really, who's to say? <laughs> you? <laughs> I can see when I'm older, just like having like some sort of glasses moment. Yeah. I could totally see that for you. You wear big sunnies and yeah. that's, those are a moment. Thanks. Well, yeah. something like that. Something like here. a statement piece. Yes. Yeah. Like Julia Fox eye makeup. <laughs> Julia Fox. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> just all of a sudden. <laughs> just go full black swan. Actually, that's a vibe. She makes it work. She does. We'll see. Only time will tell. But but yeah, you want to get into I, Tanya? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So yeah, like we were talking about before, I, Tanya. Stars Margot Robbie, Allison Janney. It's directed by Craig Gillespie. And it was a 2017 film. It kind of like in a mockumentary style. It takes, um, you know, kind of like all the accounts. It's based on an interview that Tanya Harding and Jeff Galuli did. Mm-hmm. And then that one, it was a 1986, 1989 interview from Levon. Yeah. Golden or Harding. I'm a little confused. I know in the movie they say Harding, but if you Google it, it's Golden, but whatever. Yeah. I don't, I was wondering that too. I'm like, what? But then I'm like, that's too much to get into. I know she's married like a bunch of times and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. And let's be real. Like Tanya Harding is kind of her claim to fame anyways. So Yeah. That's true. So tomatoes, tomatoes. But before we get into it, Brie, how would you describe the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan incident? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, just last time we did this. I feel like I was like, I don't know how it is. How would you describe it? <laughs> well, then you, you like went on a whole lengthy. Well, because like, it was just funny because... <laughs> Oh, well, maybe we can meet in the yeah, middle. We'll meet in the middle. Um, okay. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know where to start. Like, how far back do I go? Just how would you describe the? Okay, just the the incident itself. The well, I guess just a little bit of backstory. Tanya and Nancy, they were both kind of you know rival skaters. You know, they're both com- competitors in the same competition, skating for years. Like. You know, side by side. I don't know. <laughs> no, how would you just describe the incident? Uh, okay. <laughs> how about you ask me? How would you describe the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding scandal? So, in 1994, Tanya Harding, who 
was known as like the edgier kind of for lack of a better word trailer trash Mm. she just wasn't like stereotypical ice princess yeah but anyways tanya harding who was a working class gal from oregon and nancy kerrigan who was this gal from massachusetts who had like the proper look she was very ralph Lauren, all american Mm -hmm. these two ladies were competitors wanted to go to the 1994 olympics they both had trained their whole entire lives and you know it was like a big deal because they're going to the olympics yeah anyways so we used to care about those things. We really cared about those things. Also, it was a time in history where I guess before the 90s, the winter and summer Olympics would happen on the same year. Mm. But this year or like this is like the first time where they're separating the winter and summer Olympics. So it's every two years. So oh. Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding had a better shot at being in the Olympics anyways. Mm. So... Tanya Harding was married to this guy named Jeff Galuli. Yeah. Which, what kind of name is Galuli? Because you never trust a guy named Jeff Galuli. No. Or with a mustache like that. Or a Cosby sweater. <laughs> yeah. That whole combination <laughs> should have sent out red flags. But so, yeah, she was married to walking red flag Jeff Galuli. Mm-hmm. And they hired a hitman who ended up, long story short, clubbing. Nancy Kerrigan in the knee. And it was a big scandal. Yeah. She recovered, though. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) She did. She did. I mean, she did. Yeah. She's lucky. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been worse. Well, yeah. They uh, originally wanted to slice her Achilles tendon. I know. Or murder. That one dude just was like, what about murder? Oh, yeah. There were such dum-dums, too. Ridiculous. But in 1994, this was... An interesting time in history, too, because the 24-hour news cycle was just becoming a thing. Right. Also, with, like, the rise of, you know, like, the CNNs for lesser quality National Enquirer, Jerry Springer Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But, but yeah, the 24-hour news cycle was becoming a thing. Everyone loved a scandal. Like, the 90s were all about the scandal. Yeah. And this was a really big one until OJ. Yeah, no, it was. It, it shook the nation. It did. It shook it up. Yeah. But, and also everyone like loves a good narrative, which is what I, Tanya is about, which I think is really genius. Yeah. No, I love how they like get everyone's perspectives in this movie and everyone's narratives. <laughs> For a short, because it's so crazy because these are based on real life interviews and a real life story. Yeah. Which is prime for a movie because it's like you dig deeper into tanya harding and this whole scandal and it's like (laughs) why hasn't this been a movie before but everything is like equally tragic and hilarious yeah like you can't make this shit up right like because i like before watching the movie i'm like maybe i should know like a little bit about it before i go into it and i just ended up going down a bit of a rabbit hole and then i was reading about like like the incident itself and how it all went down and just like the hitman of it all and how just like clumsy he was and how like messy, you know, and how he had to like jump through the glass to get out of the building because the doors were chained or something. So he just like, I'm just like, wait, this sounds like a movie. There's no way. Is this really real? 
And I just love seeing that move, like that moment in the movie, because it does make you kind of like, like, what is going on? Like, who does this? Like, well, like in real life, it's so much more comedic, oddly. Yeah, you're like, who would think to do this? Or like when the guy moves his car and it's all like trying not to be suspicious. For sure. (laughs) I don't know. Do you remember, like, I remember growing up, it's so crazy to think about how Tanya Harding before this incident was was just known for landing the triple axel and being the first female American figure skater to do that. Yeah. And that was such a big deal. And she was an athlete and everything. But by the time that I came into consciousness, I like I just solely knew the name Tanya Harding because of this incident mm-hmm. and also as a punchline. Because I feel like forever this was a punchline like for the next 10 years it was a punchline Mm, yeah i didn't know too much about it i just knew like of her and like of nancy care i just knew that they were both really like revered skaters but like i wasn't i don't know i was more into like the christy yamaguchi or you know michelle kwan oh my god so yeah you used to be you're like a figure skating fan, right? Yeah. I used to watch it a lot growing up. It was like the one sport I would follow. Um, and I would watch it together. For some reason, it just stuck. I think it was on around dinner time. And it just like the routines, because it's like an art. Like it's like dancing and performing, but it's also very technical, kind of like ballet, I guess. We would just root for different skaters and I don't know. Big Christy Yamaguchi fan. You're like Christy Yamaguchi? <laughs> yeah. And who else? I remember... Oh, gosh, what is her name? Because she's in this movie, too, briefly. Um, oh. I know Michelle Kwan, like, growing up was huge. Yes. Oh, Aksana Bayul. I remember she was a big deal. I always time. heard those names. Yeah. Or, like, even after that, like, a Johnny Weir. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's someone in the ice skating world that every now and again just reaches this, like, high press coverage and gets yeah. the world into a tizzy for, like, two seconds. I feel like we don't care about ice skating enough anymore. Like... You know, I feel like it was like a, a big to do at the time. I don't know. And like, I know I haven't heard about figure skating since like Johnny Weir dressed like the Goblin King, essentially. <laughs> yeah, same. And like performed to like Lady Gaga or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely fun to watch. But you you used to like, you took some skating classes, right? I when you were a kid, did. like you almost lived your Ice Princess dreams. Okay, well, <laughs> talk about delusion, which is so funny that in this movie kind of touches on certain aspects of figure skating that I it's funny but with any competitive sport you have to start like at four it's crazy yeah but no I saw the movie Ice Princess mm-hmm. starring Michelle Trachenberg and Kim Cattrall yeah. at like 10 years old and iconic yes very for me very seminal and iconic um but yeah I had it in my head because I had this dance experience I was like you know what I want to be an ice princess she started late in life. I'm going to be like Michelle Trachenberg and Ice Princesses. Yeah. And um, yeah, as a 10-year-old, that's too old. Too, too old. old. Over the hill. Yeah, like I was over the hill for ice skating. So I remember taking a lot of lessons mm. and really loving it. But yeah, very competitive. Like I was like, it was cutthroat in there. It with was those so kids? so cutthroat with all the four year olds and me as a ten year old. Wait, really? Was it? It was really just like the movie Ice Princess because I wasn't she competing with younger people and then like the little girl would come up to her and be like, "You suck" or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got to live that fantasy as well. 
Gotcha. But that's hard work. I really have a lot of respect for figure skaters because they're athletes. They are. Yeah, it's not all just aesthetics, but... Yeah. In my mind, it was, and that's why <laughs> I'm not a figure skater. Yeah. No, I don't know. I probably couldn't do it either, but it looks like it'd be a lot of fun to learn. or Like, to do the spins and stuff. So fun. Just it, the stopping part would scare me. Like, how do you No, stop? it's so easy. Really? I mean, not so easy, but I don't know. It was really fun. I really enjoyed ice skating, to be honest. <laughs> I want to go back out there again. You should, Nick. I'm just... I, oh, my God, Brie. I have watched I, Tanya now a good three times really i've gotten into this case um a lot i'm just like yeah i'm fully in right now i know you told me you had like nightmares last night about yeah. lavana lavana um nancy kerrigan's not nancy tanya harding's <laughs> mom yeah um yeah that slipped out sorry to nancy <laughs> kerrigan's mom i'm sure she's a lovely woman she's yeah. also like blind oh so yeah yeah it's <laughs> like okay. don't want to mess with that but yeah lavana yeah yeah she haunts my nightmares the devil woman plays and she just haunts my nightmares oh man yeah no i love how when we're introduced to lavana that devil woman's playing it's like perfect can we talk about the needle drops in i Tanya? yes genius to they use like a 70s soundtrack and it just like perfectly narrates this film. It just creates a vibe. Those like there's certain needle drops when certain stuff goes down in like in integral plot points where I'm just like, yeah, like the chain. Oh my god, the chain is so good. Or Gloria playing when they're doing the hitman stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's actually really comedic. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. No, it's perfect. I love the soundtrack. Yeah yeah also like a perfect use i know it's like cliche at this point but what is that song i always associate it with like the manson like charles manson song but the like uh uh-huh you gotta have a friend in jesus like brown 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 what is that song oh wait hold on spirit in the sky, sky. yeah it's spirit in the sky spirit in the sky um yeah, when that plays. It just like it's perfect. I love that song. Anytime in any movie. <laughs> I love cult music. I love cult music. I know I love that other what's that other song? Like the Beatles? Or no, it's not the Beatles. It's um is it just George Harrison, maybe? It's the one that's like Oh, it's Beatles Helter Skelter. Is that what are we thinking of the same song? That's a cult. That's like Wait, that I'm started thinking, the cult. I'm thinking of the one that's like it's like the Hare Krishna one. Oh it's like My Sweet Lord. My sweet Lord. Yeah, who is that? Is, George Harrison. George? Okay. But it's like still culty. Like it's all well, to that's, your point. Well, that's a good, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting topic. Are Hare Krishna's in a cult? I mean, isn't everything? Well, everything could be a cult. Yeah. It's figure skating a cult. Yeah, definitely. Well, once you're in, I mean, as we can see from uh, Tanya Harding's life, once you're in, you can't get out. I mean, she was since four. But no, that's not. She wanted to do this. Nah. No, it's true but yeah yeah i mean i guess that could happen with cults too but yeah i really wanted to be <laughs> sorry i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> let's make the story even darker than it already is it's true um oh she was forced against her will no i guess that's one thing is that she really did want to skate and her i guess lavana at least let her skate right? yes like, 
So like this film opens up with the modern day interviews between Jeff Galuli and Tanya Harding. Mm. Like, what do you think about the mockumentary style of this film? Do you vibe or? I vibe. I love a mockumentary, like a good mockumentary anyway. But I love this, like how it feels so real. Like, I think they did such a good job with like the makeup, you know, and everything, making everyone look a little older. And also just the style of it, how it looks like it's like on film and like the framing of it. Like, I just love how it's like directed and shot and like stitched together. The use of color in this movie is like perfect yes it just creates a whole vibe and i don't know i love when like the actors are addressing the camera and like when they do flashbacks how they're telling their side and they're like no this is not how it went and it's i love the breaking of the fourth wall yeah it's cool how they mix that with like the interviews and everything it's just it keeps it fun and interesting and it the pace is just perfect i think so too i think craig gillespie really like hit it out of the park like, I'm not super familiar with his work, but I did enjoy Cruella. Yes, that's right. With Cruella. Emma Stone. Yes. And we were talking about how it's like a like a villain redemption arc of sorts. But For sure. I don't know. Well, I feel like Tanya Harding, her story is, she is the anti-hero. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And I, I like how this film, like getting into the actual story of mm-hmm. Tanya Harding's life and like the incident yeah it's it's a very like fine line and i think the way he because it you know even when you listen to tanya harding in real life yeah it is all about the narrative even the scandal in the 90s you know they painted her in a certain way and it's kerrigan in a certain way the way she paints herself like the way other people tell her story including jeff right like i think it's really genius to have something in a mockumentary style just because it, it is all about the narrative. Like, there's a quote uh, Craig Gillespie says. He says, to me, that's what this movie really is about. The things we tell ourselves in order to be able to live with ourselves and how we change the narrative and then want that to be the narrative, which is why I made the film documentary style, because all of them are trying to change the narrative, you know? Yeah, it makes total sense. I love it. I love the conflicting narratives as well, especially like between her and Lavana. <laughs> oh, yeah. <gasps> Which can we talk about Lavana? Yes. Alice I- and Janie's performance. I love she's so good in this and I love Alice and Janie anyway, but like she knocks it out of the park. It just her character is so funny. Like it's kind of a dark character to play, but she just tickles me i guess and with her performance it just brings me so much joy oh it's so i love even in the beginning when tanya is like three and she's contacting diane who's the figure skating coach and she goes on the ice and she's just like chain smoking the cigarette Mm -hmm. and diane's like there's no smoking on the ice and she's like i'll do it quietly and she like purses (laughs) her lips in this way that like gets me every single time yeah but, I mean, Alice and Janie only had that one interview of Lavana with the parrot. Right. To go off of. And I don't know. I think Janie just plays Lavana so, f- it's such a funny way. So cruel and mm. abusive, but also funny and there's a heart to it. Yeah. Which it, it's like, she like is so well deserving of that supporting actress 
Oscar win. It's just so good. I agree. Which like, I feel like that whole year too, we had so many good movies. I know during that time, like, because every year we like, I try to watch all of the nominees. Yeah. And this was just a packed year. This was the year of like Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. And Shape of Water. I feel like I, Tanya, got, like, swept under the rug I, in my radar. Yeah, same. And I also feel like Margot Robbie, like, she did an awesome job. Like, she, like, it's like I can see her and, like, I can tell that's Margot underneath it all. But, like, I feel like she also completely transformed herself. Like, she seems like a totally another person, like, chills. You know what I mean? Like, she really, she can act. Oh, I love Margot Robbie in this. I think. I love Barbie, though. Mm-hmm. Bar- like, she does a great job in Barbie, but I think this is her best role to date. I agree. Yeah. I feel like she should have won, but I think I think it was Frances McDormand, which, you know, I totally understand. I, there were so many, no, so I, many great uh, actors and movies in that year. Oh, my God. Okay. So, during the 2017 Academy Awards, Frances McDormand wins for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which, did you see that movie? I did not, but I heard it was really good. I wanted to see it. I feel like that year, there's so many that I wanted to see, like Shape of Water. I wanted to see that. I think all I really saw was Call Me By Your Name. Um, No, you saw Lady Bird? And Lady Bird. Lady Those Bird. two. I think Saoirse Ronan was nominated for Best Actress. And I, I think she should have won, yeah. to be honest. I, I don't know. I think it's really hard to do that coming of age drama and do it with such ease. So I would have loved to see Saoirse Ronan win that year. Mm. But Sally Hawkins was also nominated and Meryl Streep for The Post. But but yeah, Margot Robbie. I It's like one of those things, like we were talking about it when we recorded before. How in my mind, I think just because The Shape of Water won Best Picture that year, yeah. I thought Sally Hawkins won Best Actress. <laughs> yeah. um, and I forgot Margot Robbie was even nominated. I did. Yeah, I didn't realize it at the time. It went over my head. For sure. Well, and then actress in a supporting role. So Allison Janney wins for this film, which 100%. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Leslie Manville for Thra- Phantom Threads nominated. Oh, they must say, of course, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> well, yeah, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, which also, what is this? I don't know. I didn't know she was acting like in a movie. At- it, it was nominated it was for nominated. an Oscar? Yeah, I think that's awesome. Blows my mind. Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. That makes sense. Uh, And Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, which was excellent. Yeah, I feel like if Alice, if I, Tanya, wasn't in that same year, maybe Laurie Metcalf, I don't know. 100%. She was really good, too. It's such a good year, though. Like, uh, 2017. So, Best Picture, Shape of Water won. Mm. But Call Me By Your Name was nominated. Darkest Hour dunkirk Mm -hmm. get out oh yeah get out uh jordan peele's like debut film the the best movie of the 2010s in my opinion um lady bird was nominated phantom thread the post and three billboards oh and baby driver too was out that year it was that's a lot you're right that's so many wow so good see that's what that's the cinema we need (laughs) i know i feel like it is slowly coming back though with barbie and Oppenheimer like you know maybe I think so we'll see some more I feel like once Parasite won everyone was just like that's a wrap I know COVID happened but I like to rewrite history where COVID didn't happen (laughs) let's change the narrative (laughs) yeah 
and people were like well that's a wrap for a couple years but yeah yeah this year i'm ready i'm ready to i don't know but we were we were fed in 2017 yeah we were definitely yeah um you know who i also really liked in this film sebastian stan yes (laughs) no i I think he's great like he when he puts that mustache on i'm like who is that no he's very good in this i mean i like i'm a stan of sebastian stan yeah and not because he kind of looks like my fiance (laughs) no i like sebastian stan too i didn't even know he was in this movie i was a little shocked like when i started watching i was like oh wait a minute what is he doing here i always forget about him and then every time i see him it's like a familiar face yeah i know i was like i want to hate this character but it's sebastian stan so i'm gonna kind of love him in a weird way for sure i also feel like have you ever seen an interview with the real life jeff galuli no like it's never what you think like he definitely and you know Tanya Harding alleges abuse. Mm. So I want to say this in a, a way that also acknowledges that. But he does come across as the most like meek, awkward dude yeah. ever. Yeah. Definitely seems awkward the way they portrayed him, at least. Yeah. But like even in real life interviews, it seems like if you like flicked him, he'd be like, ow. Hmm. That's how he comes across. Yeah. Which also red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the the movie starts out with the early years of Tanya and the mom just kind of like pushing her out on the ice. And yeah, what do you think about Tanya's early years? Um, I love seeing her early years. It's cool seeing her at like four having, you know, talent already just kind of taken to the ice. And it's fun to see her like with her dad, like out hunting and stuff like that. Like she's she's like a wilderness gal. And she can skate. I don't know. It's just interesting getting some backstory. You know, I like the one the scene when she's with her dad hunting in the woods, and she's like, "I want a job in an office with a deadline." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but she also wants to skate. She's like, "I want to. I can do both." Like <laughs> for sure. Or when her she's like out on the ice, and she's played by. She's like a pretty famous actress now, but she was in Gifted with Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. The, the one girl. child actor? Yeah. Yeah. She is so good, by the way. Also looks like real life Tanya Harding. Really does. I know. It was like wigging me out just a bit. I was like, oh my God, she looks like her. I know. Margot Robbie. That's a flex. Tanya Harding cannot complain about this movie, no yeah. matter how hard, like bad or good it paints her because she's played by the Margot Robbie, I like know. the hottest woman on the planet. <laughs> um, But... But yeah, I love the scene where Alice and Janney like won't let her use the bathroom on the ice. Like she's oh, like, I yeah. have to pee. And then she like pees herself and gets spanked. Yeah. And the mom comes in, like the other mom, uh-huh. and, you know, just like cowers away. Yeah. Like I think it's a fun way, fun way <laughs> to portray this kind of like real life he said, she said between Tanya's narrative and Lavana's narrative. Mm. But yeah, people do like co- cooperate, collaborate, co- cooperate, corroborate, corroborate, corroborate <laughs> with them. <laughs> Sorry, I had to think about all the Law and Order that I watched. Yes, like, sure. Also, like the the stuffed upness in my nose <laughs> won't let me like you know. Yeah. Um, it's all coagulating in there <laughs> when I try to say cooperate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like. Lavana says she doesn't did not abuse Tanya. Right. She's like, I hit her with the hairbrush once. That was it. <laughs> it's like, uh. But like other people like 
that were around were like, yeah. Just witnesses. Yeah. I don't know. Those moments, like, it's, yeah, I feel like this movie, like, it's complicated because there's, like, some moments that you're like, oh, man, that's horrible. Like, this is really terrible. Like, the steak knife. Yeah, the steak knife. But, you know, the, the movie has, like, a mix of, like, like, light and dark, I guess. You know, without getting into, like, the abuse too much, but enough to understand, I guess. It's, like, not a dark and depressing movie, but I do like that it's, like, a dark comedy. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I like that they chose that direction, I guess, because otherwise it'd probably be too depressing. For sure. Also, yeah, because of everyone's narrative, everyone wants to be the the good guy. Like, even Tanya Harding herself yeah. wants to be the victim. A lot. And I think this movie does a good job of showing how in Tanya's mind she is the victim. And she kind of does blame everyone else Mm -hmm. for a lot of her problems, which doesn't get her far in life. I think it's like her ultimate demise. Honestly, I think she self-destructs. I think she does self-destruct, especially when she decides to get back with Jeff, like after they've kind of separated or whatever. And she's like, you know what? Which I know there's probably, like, other things, like, the narrative, like, that the, you know, the skating organization wants to push, like, the All-American family, whatever. But still, you know, like. Yeah. It's definitely complicated. Well, like, I think Tanya's world, she has the abusive mom and she is a really great figure skater. Yeah. She's got, like, a lot working for her and against her all at once. All at once. But then I feel like when she meets Jeff Galuli, which is. The first guy that ever gives her attention. Yeah. Um, which I think is it's, it's cool when we're introduced to Margot Robbie with like the braces. <laughs> yeah. And that hair, like the bad perm. Yes. Like almost like a mullet. Yeah. It does kind of, it's very mullety. Really awkward. I also love Margot Robbie's, like Tanya Harding does this thing with her mouth. Mm-hmm. and margot robbie freaking nails it she does like all the mannerisms like i said i don't know i'm so impressed by margot she just i love her in general i love that like her and her husband have lucky chat productions which like made this movie happen and barbie and yes. kind of took margot robbie's career from like the hot gal and wolf of wall street and parlayed it into like because i don't feel like you would just cast margot robbie as tanya harding like if I feel right. like she gave this to herself and it was a gift. And I'm like, praise be to Marco. Right? Yes. Praise be. <laughs> we need like one of those prayer candles. Just Margot Robbie. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, like her and Jeff have this like very tumultuous relationship. Yeah, very. It's abusive. I love when they get married. Um. Lavana is basically like, I'm not happy for you. Yeah. She's like, uh, you don't fuck or you fuck dumb. You don't marry dumb. Yeah. She was like, have standards, sweetie. Even though I like raised you not to have any really yeah. or to care about yourself. But but it's like that one time where I'm like, she's kind of right. Yeah. No, I agree. You're like, mm, choices. Yeah. But, but things are going well in the beginning of her relationship. And I love seeing that as well like the yeah the good parts yeah yeah and like i love a good montage like when tanya's like sewing her own ice skating costumes and you know training yeah because like when she's with jeff part one is when she lands the triple axel yeah 
I guess she thinks he's like her lucky charm or something, maybe. Like, yeah, I think she like conflates certain <laughs> events. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that just like superstition? <laughs> I don't know. But she also has that scene after she lands the jump and she kind of gets, according to Jeff, like too big for her britches. Oh. Or does he not like to see a woman be successful? You know? Well, he definitely wants to see Tanya be successful, which is also why and that's that why it goes to those great lengths. Yeah, it's it's a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, very complex. There's a lot of layers. For sure. Because even though I love Tanya, she does victimize herself in a way that's like not cute. Like when she goes to the diner to confront her mom and being like, you cursed me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, nah, you maybe shouldn't be Sorry. worried about this right now. Like keep your eye on the prize yeah but yeah like i feel like yeah it's interesting because tanya harding like definitely self-sabotages herself like that whole scene where she lands the jump but then she like binge drinks and smokes even though she has asthma and plays pool and gains like 15 pounds and yeah i thought that part was cool though (laughs) (laughs) you're like queen (laughs) but yeah it's a lot of highs and lows a lot of highs and lows yeah this whole movie's like an emotional journey i feel yeah it's also like you don't know how to paint it but i feel like that's in real life too i think like a lot of things about tanya harding's narrative confuse me right it's like certain things also don't add up like when you do get to the incident like okay it does seem orchestrated very poorly and i doubt that she was like yeah let's take this girl down you know but didn't stop it didn't stop it you know there's that note with like homer simpson doodles on there (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's just like there's like a little like something doesn't quite add up yeah well let's talk about it then because so like tanya harding kind of like lets herself go and this is the time she divorces jeff yeah and diane because she fires diane Mm -hmm. in the beginning like kind of right before she lands her jump and yeah she's not in a good place and diane's back on to coach her because the 94 olympics are gonna happen and she's gonna train yes and i love the scene where it's based on real life because they break the fourth wall and say this happens in real life but she has like the bags of dog food and she's like running in the woods to barracuda yeah just like rocky style training i love the rocky style training montage yes i do too great needle drop hmm it like pumps me up. I'm like ready to train for the 94 Olympics. I know. Like I need to go running in the woods right now in a sweatsuit and just. Yes. <laughs> some dog or like water jugs. Also, pedaling back a little bit. Can we talk about the scene when she lands the jump? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big moment. Like real life and in um the movie. And they I feel like they did such a great job of recreating it. I love the moment in the movie where it's like in slow-mo. Her landing the jump and even like, you know, because like she's lands the jump and she like does this like rocky like fist pump in the air. Yeah. And just because all Tanya wants at the end of the day is to be loved. Yeah. Like that's what she wanted from her mom. That's what she wants from ice skating. And also because like the figure skating, like all the judges don't view her as like the perfect ideal for femininity. And they always mark 
off on her artistry points. And, right. You know, they dig on her costumes or, you know, they say she's white trash or a redneck, you know, mm-hmm. all those things are against her. But in that one moment, like she's like loved by everyone. Yeah. And like, it's like time just stops. Yeah. No, I love that. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I mean, it is a really cool thing. And that's one thing I guess like no one can take away from her in general. It's just that moment. It's, a badass, it's a badass moment. You know? It really is. And she had to be really like proud of herself like in that moment. And I don't know. I think Margot Robbie does such a great job too of like just bringing that joy, you know, just be like, yeah. And just like all the, I don't know, all the little Tanya-isms. Yeah. Bringing that to life. Because you watch that, like, the real life jump, and you can just see this, like, joy on her face. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't it's know. so cool. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie, I think. I want to ask Tanya Harding in real life if she's ever felt anything. Maybe, like, the birth of her son or something. But, like, yeah. is that her proudest moment or whatever? Yeah. I think that's, like, the cool thing. And I want to know your thoughts, too. Because, like... Even in the movie, during the interviews, she says, like, I'm real. Like, people love me because I'm a real, like, authentic person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for good or bad. I do feel like Tanya Harding's a very genuine person. Yeah. Do you you feel that as well? Or why, speaking of, like, narratives, I guess my question is, where do you stand on the whole Tanya Harding of it all? Just, like, in general. In general. Like... Tanya Harding or like the incident just Tanya Harding because I feel like she's she's kind of polarizing in general like even if the incident didn't happen yeah I mean I feel like I feel like she is deserving of something like with the you know she worked really hard she was one of the first like women to do the whole triple axel and yeah I feel like she does deserve her flowers but like I feel like like it kind of sucks like I don't know I feel like after watching this movie and like doing research and just thinking, I feel like I have a lot more sympathy for her. And just like, it kind of sucks how like the one thing that she really loved and was really good at was kind of taken away, I guess, you know, like that you didn't get like a second chance. Like they were like, that's it, you know? And that had to be heartbreaking. It makes you just think about how like people are just people. And sometimes there's circumstances that you can't control and then there's ones you can. I don't know. Life's all about choices. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, I think like Tanya Harding in general has a level of authenticity that is very endearing. But I feel like it's also something that is like a double-edged sword. I think because also like Nancy Kerrigan had, she's also from a blue collar family. Yeah. She's not perfect. She just looks more beautiful like she's just more stereotypically pretty yeah she fits the look and she's able to assimilate to like figure skating culture and like what it it is to be a figure skater a lot more than tanya yeah but tanya harding is like unabashedly herself Mm -hmm. and isn't ashamed of her upbringing but also is that true or could she just not hide it because like when you know like news crews are looking for a narrative and a story you can be like oh you know nancy kerrigan's mom is blind and you know she came from a working class family and put her you know moved up mm. and tanya harding it just like it's like oh she has an abusive husband she got married at 19 and her mom is abusive and yeah you know, she just like you know what i mean it, it's hard do you think they just wanted more scandal though to shake things up a bit like 
Do you think they were rooting against her or? No, I think just it's harder for Tanya's narrative to be spun, I guess. Also, I think Tanya doesn't see anything beyond her narrative. Mm. Maybe she's like letting it define her too much or something. I think so. I think she has a complex about it, which is. Yeah, like kind of like I'm going to I'm not going to conform to this like this aesthetic that you want to see like i feel like somewhere in between about it because like on one hand like i know she had limited resources with costumes and stuff and like they do critique that kind of stuff i feel like on one hand the judges probably were a little harsh but also you do it's like part of the like you kind of know it's part of the thing like i don't know i don't know maybe she just lacked some guidance with that or like maybe there's also like a level of defiance i think a lot of Yeah, I think self-sabotage, which is where we come into the movie, where it's like even after she trains and stuff, you know, to get herself back in shape for the Olympics. Yeah. She she does still have this chip on her shoulder. Yeah, it's like a chip. Yeah. And she gets back with Jeff and, you know, her home life is still terrible. And yeah, that's kind of where we are when the incident takes place. Yeah. Things are kind of falling apart, pretty much. Oh, or maybe after the incident, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would not know. I, I think this incident is like, like a turning point. Yeah, it's a turning point. Um, yeah, because I think before this, like training, she does well. I think when she focuses on her natural gifts, yeah, and that, and when that's the narrative, like, which I'm just thinking about in this movie, which is like so cool. When she's focused on herself and that narrative of bettering herself and going full into ice skating, you know, even with the judges, even though they don't like love her completely, and I know that's all she wants, like things go well for her when she focuses on herself. And as soon as she lets Jeff back in, as long as, as soon as she's like, you know, contacting her mother, being like, you're bad, you're bad charm. It's like, like looking for validation elsewhere outside of yourself. Yeah. And it probably would bring your confidence down. And you're, you're not tuning out everything the judge, you know, you're more bothered by the judges now. Like, I see what you're saying. It's like, she's her best when she's just focusing on herself and her talent and just fuck the noise. Yeah. And like, yeah, like letting Jeff back in, it kind of like erodes whatever she's like built up, mm-hmm. even though she's conflating Jeff with being her good luck charm. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like, dumb but she's only 23 yeah she's not that's true i mean yeah yeah. give her some grace i guess for sure um but yeah can we talk about the nancy kerrigan incident yeah because this is like in the part in the movie where the big moment yeah it's like the moment we've all been waiting for which i love the movie just like addresses yeah i was wondering how they were gonna handle that too because i I was wondering are they gonna make the movie all about that or like what and i like that they don't you know that we get like all this build up to it first um but yeah the incident itself is wild to watch unfold and the way they paint it is like i guess Tony, she's like whatever yeah okay like you guys do whatever i'm gonna train and that like you just see like jeff galuli and like that guy his like best friend oh, slash bodyguard man. i can never remember his name is it i know his last name's like eckhart or eckhart something? 
um the biggest boob on the planet wait nikki what are you talking about he runs espionage like everywhere like he's he does the most he has the most bodyguards like he's the most successful he's the most successful and and he lives with his mom (laughs) yeah and it's like never had the i love when they're interrogating him and he's like talking about all his espionage business and they're like but you don't and he's like, but but I do. But I do. Yeah, I love the interview and I love comparing it to the real life interview because it's just as cringy. But like the actor who plays him in the movie, I think brings a lot of like humor and just, I don't know, just really does a great job where you're just like, oh my God, this guy, like, it's, oh my God, I feel like I've known people like this, which is so embarrassing. Yeah, no, I same. It's, it's very embarrassing. If you find yourself like identifying yourself as like like what's the word like um not identify but i don't relating know relating to Hecor. yeah like, take a look in you know in the mirror get some help really think about <laughs> yourself yeah um but yeah no jeff and his friend decide to like hire hitmen essentially which isn't it because like there was a like a threat like a death threat to tanya first and this was a response yes except okay and i know that they don't really specify in the movie but in real life those death threats might have been a part of their plan yeah as well i'm pretty sure that would make total sense but basically this eckhart dude has this idea that he like wants to run like a bodyguard service for figure skaters <laughs> he needs to create a need for bodyguards first i know and the craziest thing is it's like all this is not for a lot of money and uh-uh. it's only to like it's like an inside business like you said to have a need for bodyguards for figure skaters well if anything it's costing them more money because it's like two thousand i think at least for this hitman who was like a terrible hitman like <laughs> For sure, they hire the boobs, hire even bigger boobs. Yeah. But it's also the soundtrack of Gloria, which is awesome. I love it. But yeah, how would you describe the the incident? <sighs> the guy, the hitman. Was this Shane something or another? Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh. I just... Who... Okay. Who... First, who attacks someone in broad daylight around a bunch of people? Like, he he goes to where she's practicing, and there, there's people there, and there's a camera crew, and yes, their camera's off, but, like, they had literally just turned the camera off. Like, it was just very poor timing, poor planning, and, like, I love in the movie, I don't know if this was in real life or not, but it was really funny seeing him ask about it. Like, he's like, which one is Nancy? Like, I mean, like, that is so suspicious. He didn't even disguise himself. He's just out there talking to people. Like, he can easily be identified. And he was. Like, he was... Ca- like, they were all caught. Like... Well, they didn't use masks. They didn't wear masks or anything they either. They were not slick at all. Well, the funnier thing... I don't know if that happened in real life. But in real life, allegedly, Tanya said that she was in Massachusetts training. Mm. And the guys go there. They call up the rink. After mm-hmm. being there for days and ask if Nancy is there because their daughter wants to meet her. And they're like, um, she's in Detroit. But anyways, he books in real life. He books 
a hotel and a plane flight with his own information and his no. own credit card. You got to use someone else's. And once he found out that she was in Detroit, he tried to go to the train station to get a ticket. And they were like, yeah, no trains go to Detroit. Oh, my God. So oh, that's really dumb. The lengths people will go. Right. And was it worth it? It's all for like not a lot of money. And it's basically all for clout. Yeah. Are these the first clout chasers? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they thought they would gain from this. Like, it's also insulting to Tanya, I would think. Like, if you're really good in your craft, like, she does make a good point. Like, why would you just want to take someone out and especially have it handled like that? Like, I would be so pissed. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, my personal opinion is I don't think that she was actively involved but I also think that she knew about it and was like, yeah, take her out. Just kind of like aloof to it. Just kind of like letting it happen. Well, in the beginning of the movie, you know, when she's talking to her dad as a young kid and he's she's talking about how in class, like her mom's like, yeah, you just spit in that girl's milk. Mm-hmm. And the dad's like, you're not going to really do that. And she's like, oh, maybe she's like, I'm I don't thinking know. about yeah, it. She was like, yeah. Oh, Nick, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. So I, I do think... <laughs> Maybe, you're right. The Lavana influence coming through. My thought process is Tanya Harding wasn't like actively involved, but I do believe she was like, yeah, get her out. Like, and you know, in her brain, like she didn't even go to school really. Like Lavana was always taking her out of school. She only knows figure skating. She doesn't being really- scrappy. And being scrappy. Like she doesn't know how to handle conflict or jealousy or rage in the way, because all she knows is- domestic violence and ice skating yeah so like i'm sure she was like yeah kill the bitch (laughs) i don't care like she didn't think about the consequences and she's also like practicing for the freaking olympics yeah true she has bigger fish to fry for sure but i work on her turns but i do think she was like well if you want to do this i think that's a great idea you know yeah (sighs) that's my thoughts yeah that would make sense yeah i feel like i'm with you on that like she probably knew about it but like didn't stop it or whatever yeah Yeah. oh can we talk about the media frenzy to the chain yes i I loved that that was one of my favorite parts because they also do this thing with the camera where it is a little bit in slow-mo like when she's getting in the car and stuff like that and i love the chain yeah (laughs) i love i love fleetwood mac same it just fit perfectly like the vibe of what was happening for whatever reason the media circus too is so interesting like the scene I always think about is when Lavana, like when she's getting, Tanya's getting swarmed by press and Lavana comes to her door. She visits her, yeah. And she seems like she's going to be like really nice. She acts nice, which is like red flag. <laughs> she's like, sweetie, I'm so proud of you. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, And Tanya gives her like the biggest hug. Yeah. And it's like a moment. And then she like finds like a, a tape recorder. Yeah. She was bugged yeah. the whole time. That's so sad. And it's like you're, I don't know. It's 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 just hard to see Tanya like, I don't know. The whole tumultuous relationship just like with her mom is like, you're just like, oh, man, can't they have a nice moment? And it's like, no, they can't. <laughs> oh. It's like, yeah, that, that part really got me. It like really sucks. Like that's the moment I felt for Tanya. Yeah. She like can't trust anyone. Not even her mom. No. I do think, speaking of karma, though, 
Um, I love when Jeff is um, about to go to jail mm-hmm. and you see the one media like car just drive away mm-hmm. and it's just like Jeff's just after all this is done, like no one cares about him anymore. And you see briefly on the TV like OJ. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, you got your 15 minutes of fame and now they're, they're moved on to the next one, the next yeah big scandal of the 90s. Basically, yeah. But no one really forgot about Tanya. I feel like people forget about Jeff or whoever because I think he's, I think they all changed their names or something. Like the guys. Yeah, Jeff Stone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, I think it just kind of sucks. Like I feel like she paid the biggest price and... I don't know. Kind of makes me mad, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. Can we talk about the performance? The last like performance before Tanya gets barred from figure skating and like the like her Olympic performance. Yeah, when she was tying up her laces. Yeah. Well, like even before then, I like the scene where she's in the mirror having her like black swan moment really strikes me because it's like this essentially little girl who's trying to keep it together Mm -hmm. and like i think margot robbie does a really good job where like you can see on her face how it all hits her like there's no way she can spin this narrative anymore there's you know this is like her life is ruined by these actions Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter who's at fault how hard she tries or how hard she denies it's like her whole entire world's falling apart and like you can see it like right on her face. Yeah. No, I get like chills. It's, you know, like she's does that like creepy smile while her tears are coming down. Like, I don't know. It's so, it's so good. She's slapping her makeup on. Which I feel like we've all had those moments to a degree. Maybe not like as big of like, a, oh, I'm going out to skate for my life. But you know what I mean? We got to put on and... Yeah. She's really putting on, like, for the whole world. And it doesn't really work. No, not at all. What's your thoughts on the, like, ice, like, the lace situation? Someone probably messed with her laces. You think someone messed with probably. her laces? Probably. I'm sure it happens, like, more often than not. Like, how long does it take to lace up lace? And wasn't there something with the laces beforehand that then they had already been replaced or something? Mm-hmm. Like, they're too short. Yeah. I don't know. I think someone messed with their life. <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy. But also, it's probably like stress, too. Like, you only have a few minutes. Like, you know, maybe she took longer to get ready because of the makeup. You know, she's trying to pull herself together and not be emotional. And then, you know, we've all had those times where it's like, oh, my God, I'm running late. I got to get to work, whatever it is, you know. I mean, but the war, you know, it's this is publicized. This is like, this is a lot of pressure. I can't imagine, like, I'd be like stressed, too. I'm just saying she was probably stressed out and maybe someone messed with the laces. Maybe not. But it could just be one of those things. It's just like bad timing where you don't have a lot of time to get ready because you're a mess and you just start off on the wrong foot. Literally. <laughs> the wrong shoe. The wrong shoelace. Feel oh, yeah. Um, but it's hard to watch. It's like because you are rooting for her. You want her to do well, but you just know. You're like, oh, man. It's like, like I don't think I disagree. I think that this was another way of Tanya to play the victim. Like, I think it's really, I know it's really rare for 
that problem of laces because it, it kept coming up for her. Yeah. Like I know in real life. Um, I think this was kind of another way for her to like, it's another tactic. She's like, if they're not going to love me based on this, I'm going to, maybe they're going to feel sorry for me. Mm. You think she purposely was like, had problems with her laces? Possibly? No. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of torn on it. Or used it to her advantage. I think she used it to her, or tried to. I think she's, she just strikes me as someone that was really like scraping for anything, any tactic to, yeah. to get what she wants, essentially. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, she's crappy. She's got to do sometimes. Yeah. I do root for Tanya, though, like so much. Yeah. But can I give my hot take? Yeah, I love your hot takes. Lay I know me. we're supposed to love the anti-hero and we're supposed to love a, love an underdog. I've always been a Nancy Kerrigan defender. <laughs> yeah. I love Nancy Kerrigan. I think she's pretty. I think she skates really well. I understand it. I think I also relate to her being quote unquote perfect and also getting shit for that. Mm. Like I think there's nothing wrong with doing your best and... I don't know. I, I like love um, Nancy Kerrigan's diva moments. Yeah. Like when she's like pissed off that Oksana Bayul got the medal and or like when she was on the like the float at Walt Disney World and she's like, this is the cheesiest thing ever. Like I love her bitchy moments. I do too. No, they crack me up. Like, yeah, but I'm a Nancy Kerrigan defender. Yeah. Which I mean, I do feel like, you know, she is the real victim of this like incident like in this way like you know she's i'm glad that like nothing worse happened and it was just like a club to like the knee or whatever and not like cutting her or kill like that would be i feel like that's like unforgivable you know like that's like because you're an athlete like you need your body to do what it needs to do well i guess if you slice your achilles tendon too it goes up your leg yeah which is really gross to think about it's really cruel too like i don't know i just i i'm glad that she was able to keep on skating was she on dancing with the stars maybe i know tanya harding was maybe was tanya it was her that was on yeah but maybe nancy kerrigan as well i don't know but she did some other stuff too like her career went on as far as i know oh for sure i mean and i I do think I, I don't know. The thing that like doesn't sit right with me and has never sat right with me about this whole scandal is Nancy Kerrigan played by the rules. She did everything and she was the best and she got overshadowed by Tanya, but not for like the right reasons. Mm. It was for the scandal of it all. Like, you know, yeah. the, you know, whatever, like Nancy Kerrigan worked just as hard was just as scrappy. She had the perfect narrative and she still, like even after this scandal took place, we're still talking about Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding eventually got the movie with Mega Babe Margot Robbie. Like, yeah. where's the Nancy Kerrigan movie? For sure. And like there's fucked up things that happened with Nancy Kerrigan in her life too. I guess her, like one of her brothers, you know, was very violent and like choked out the dad in 2010. And the dad ended up dying Whoa. and the, her brother went to jail. Like, but she was just as, she just played by the rules yeah. and she ultimately got punished. Like, you're right. She is the actual victim. Yeah. But we talk about Tanya all the time. Right. I think, yeah, I think it does go back to like the narrative of it all. Um, but if you think about it, they have a lot more similarities than differences, which is wild. So I don't know. It's just like, 
it's kind of frustrating because it's like, yeah, I don't really want to pick a side. I think they both are deserving in different ways of like, you know, they're both talented and they're like in skating yeah. like this. So you can't really deny it. And I mean, objectively, Nancy Kerrigan had more like she was more perfect. Like she was you were right, like playing by the rules. So you think she would be rewarded a little more, you know? Well, and also like if it was five years before, if this was like you know, 1989 mm-hmm. instead of like 1994, you know, Nancy would have been the clear winner. Mm-hmm. It's just 1994. We had like, we loved a good scandal. We, you know, the Amy Fisher of it all, like OJ, you know. Yeah. But we just were really into like, I know there was a, like a New York magazine piece, I believe, around that time. Cause this was like the Anna Nicole time and mm-hmm. there was, it was called White Trash Nation. Yeah. We were obsessed with this idea of white trash, I guess. Yeah. And we either loved it or hated it, but we love to hate it. Uh huh. You know, the age of like Jerry Springer and, yeah. you know. So yeah, it kind of just, it sucks, but like Tanya Harding definitely got the short end of the stick and it's all based on her narrative as well and who she associated herself with and her self-worth and it's that sucks yeah it's very complex it's so complex (laughs) it makes for a good movie for sure i do love at the end when they're saying like where they ended up and um one of the the like the things in writing is tanya wants you to know she is a good mom yeah i like that too Breaking the chain. Yes. Um, do you think this is a convincing redemption arc for Tanya? I would say so, but like I don't like it I don't know if it's exactly redemption or if it's just kind of shining a light on who she is as a person, like giving more backstory, making sense of the narrative and why things happened the way they did. Because I feel like at the time we were probably so I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really there, but I'm, I know that yeah. we were obsessed with the scandal of it all. So I'm thinking that people were focused on that and her being white trash and, you know, being the one that maybe even clubbed, you know, like just putting this, putting these women together or against each other and just, you know, wanting to see like a big fight or something. Like, I don't know. I think, I just feel like the movie gives us more context and just makes you look at her. She's like, oh, this is like a person who is doing probably the best with what she had given. And you can respect that, I think. So it just kind of, I feel like I can maybe just respect her a bit and understand her a bit more. I think it's more about understanding than like redeeming. I don't know. I feel like that too. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking about like Taylor Swift's anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, like that song like, is literally, <laughs> it's me. I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah. But- yeah, I think I think you're right. I think because it's not like she's the hero of the story. It's not like she's like mm-hmm. woo. Because like it's just I don't know. I feel like the movie just kind of paints her as someone who's like fighting through life and using is, what she has, her resources. Yeah, just using what she has. Because like after her skating career is over, they show her like um, she's like in women's boxing now to do something to stay relevant or whatever. And it's that's obviously not the same as skating, but then you just see like the final, I think, clip of the movie is like she gets knocked down, but then she gets back up. So mm-hmm. I guess that's just a metaphor. Maybe she's. Yeah. She's scrappy. She's scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can respect the scrappiness. For sure. 
it's complicated but yeah it just makes you th- i think it just makes you think like for a whole week now i'm just like sometimes i'll just zone out just thinking about it and just thinking about like choices and i'm like oh not that i have any like huge like like talent that i feel i don't know you know what i mean but just think the idea of something taken from you like putting your heart and soul into something i don't know it just really makes you think it's kind of inspirational like what if you could never edit a podcast <laughs> what if i could never edit yeah but you know what i'm saying like like i like to like draw and stuff but i don't really use that talent a lot. but i'm like what if that was taken i mean it would i took all your pencils <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same i know what you mean do you though. know what i mean though like wasting like i don't know i feel like you know we're given everyone has like natural abilities to some degree and she really went for it despite all her like what she had going on all the things that were working against her so i feel like i'm inspired and also troubled i don't know i feel like whatever you can if you can take away any like moral lesson from i Tanya, it's definitely don't let your circumstances to the best of your ability cloud your judgment or to get in the way like the narrative we paint for ourselves is very important yes and the if, most important no matter what anyone else is saying and if Tanya's narrative wasn't based on what she lacked yeah. and what she had, because every time Tanya succeeded, it is her resilience. Mm. Like even to this day, you know, picking herself up. But it's also she had this gift. And no matter how bad her mom was, how abusive her husband was, you know, she was an excellent athlete. And like that really shows, I love that at the end of the movie, we see the actual clip of her landing the jump. I love that too. Because it just shows how Tanya Harding was a really gifted athlete. And and that, that you can't take away from someone. You cannot. So, yeah. Yeah. So Brie, I think <laughs> you're going to be fine as long as you no, don't have a narrative. I'm not fine. That you're like a scrappy little nobody who gets really jealous of another artist, you know, and decides to hire some dumb, dumb hitmen. Too late. <laughs> Dang it. It's already in the war. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Oh, scandal. Yeah, no, this was just a great movie overall. Like, I feel like it should win all the awards. <laughs> how, how would you rate this movie? I'm going to say 10 out of 10 broken laces. <laughs> I also give it 10 out of 10 clubs to the knee (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know it's just perfect there's nothing i would change like i feel like it's chopped up and edited really well it makes i don't know i like the whole journey i like the mix of comedy and dark humor and facts and fiction you know i love it well even if you like look at the facts it seems like fiction right i love it craig gillespie man hats off hats off i think he also wears those um Darren Aronofsky caps. Oh, he does. So, newsboy cap off to that man. Yeah, newsboy cap. Yeah, love it. Anything else? I don't think so. Before we wrap this baby up, before we skate off, before we skate off. <laughs> Which can you skate? Are you? Do you? Have- I can skate forward. <laughs> I can like skate pretty decently, and I think somewhat powerfully. Like I can do this and be like, "Woo!" And that's about it. And like go in a circle. And if I stop, I have to fall like i have to skate into the wall to grab myself on the sides i don't know how to stop 
and that's and I don't I can't skate backwards and I can't spin, so I'm kind of jealous because you can spin, like you can skate back. You like you've learned to do it, right? Yeah. Like you, but I'm rusty. I haven't yeah. skated since I was deemed too old at the age of ten. <laughs> so we should skate. We should. Yeah, we should have like a song. We should come up with a routine. We do. Oh my god, just get it's crazy, <laughs> get wild, that funny, get wild. Yeah. Wanna have fun? Do, do something crazy. crazy, and we do some like a triple axel. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yes. perfect skating song. Do you think you know Tanya Harding when she, she like she was known for like having like um like rock songs like a ZZ Top song? Yeah. Well, as people like usually do like classical music. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Tanya Harding was around in like the <laughs> 2010s, it would be like LMFAO, like the yes. Jersey Shore? It would be, it'd be that song. And then what's that one song where he's like, I got leopard pants or something. What is it? It's oh, like, I don't know. Oh, wait. Uh, like a party. I'm sexy. Yeah. And then no, it. Is yeah. it that one? That do you think she would just be like <laughs> dancing to that? I think so. Yeah. If I were to, we should do a routine to bet on it with the figure skating. Yes. I actually think that would be epic. And that, that song is made for figure skating. It's a lot of emotions. It's a lot of this and kneeling. I'm not gonna. Oh my god! And it can I'm jump into it. and then it can like land and like bet on it. Like just like really be like Shh. bet on me. Yeah, I think like roses. Remember when they would throw roses into the rink? Like yeah. at the end, like <laughs> that's that's my dreams. <laughs> Woo! Like hear the crowd whistling and like throwing roses after you bet on it. I'm into it. <sighs> oh my gosh! Oh, uh, before we go. So, because this is based on a real life story, Nancy Kerrigan did respond a little bit to to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she said her only role in the 1994 scandal was recovering from an attack. Um, she went on during this interview to speak about how she remembered the scandal as a bizarre thing and the whole thing was crazy. Um, but yeah, she was essentially, or she said she was a victim of Harding's dysfunctional life. Um, and she said she had her own life and she's always been bothered by Hollywood's portrayal of Tanya. I would be too. I mean, I get it. Like she's minding her own business, you know, she's just skating, doing her thing. Yeah. I'd be pretty pissed, you know, if I was her, it was like, damn it. Like this mess. So, yeah. Yeah. So as much as I love I, Tanya, we need our I, Nancy. Yes. I would love to see that. And Hathaway. Oh my Do gosh, it. she would be perfect. Do that thing up. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And thank you so much, um, everyone at Her Dat for our new artwork. Guess we love it. And yeah, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Her Media Production.